Volume 5 is here. Over 15 tales of terror that will curdle your blood and send shivers down your spine. Only 99 cents. Or free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books or go to Amazon and search for blood tingling tales. Do you like scary stories? If you like scary stories, You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. It's not easy being a werewolf. As a matter of fact, it sucks. Transformation is the worst part. I feel like I've been set on fire for about 60 seconds. Now that may not sound like a long time, but next time you burn your hand and jerk it away from the hot item, envision what it would feel like if you kept your hand pressed against that scorching heat for 60 seconds. Now imagine the pain not being isolated on a small section of your body, but rather every single inch of you. It doesn't sound like fun, does it? Take my word for it, it isn't. After that painful 60 seconds, I black out. I don't wake up until the next day, and I have no recollection of what I did in my lycanthropic state. If any positivity comes with being a werewolf, it's lost on me. I'm just a regular guy before I turn, and I'm a regular guy after. The actual werewolf part is nothing but a void of time to me. I would question whether or not I really was a werewolf had I not set up video cameras to see myself become one. <laughs> I have to say, I'm a pretty damn impressive werewolf. Massive, muscular, huge hands with thick black claws. My snout is extremely elongated with razor fangs that are seemingly so big they don't fit within my mouth. My ears are long and rounded, not unlike the ears of a dingo. My chest and arms are enormous, resembling the girth of a gorilla, but even more intimidating. When standing upright, I must be seven feet tall, although from what I've seen, I don't actually stand upright very often. I don't walk erect, nor do I crawl on all fours. My movement is similar to that of a monkey using their arms to provide a kind of bouncing motion. However, movement is much smoother. I tend to glide. And oh, am I fast. At least as fast as a dog. When I wake up the next day, I always feel rested. Without question, the most reinvigorated I ever feel. 
is the day after being a werewolf. I usually wake up with a stale, salty taste in my mouth, obviously the bloody remnants of whatever I fed on the night before. I prefer not to know the details. It's a full moon that changes me. I have no idea why. None of the other werewolves know either. Oh yeah, there are others. The werewolf population is sparse. In the city I live in, there are three others. We meet up for a werewolf support group once a week. It's nice to know I'm not alone in this life, and there are others who can relate. How one turns into a werewolf is much like the tradition in the movies. If you are bitten by a werewolf and survive, there's a 95% chance you'll become one. And let me emphasize that it is a bite, not a scratch, which is necessary for the metamorphosis. It's something about the werewolf's saliva needing to be directly introduced into the bloodstream. I got bit by some werewolf when I was on vacation in the Bahamas. He attacked me on a lonely beach late at night. Apparently, the werewolf found the only other person on the beach more appealing than me. When that person witnessed the attack, they started freaking out and began to run. With that, the werewolf dropped me and went after him. At the time, I thought I was lucky. I didn't realize I had been cursed. Seriously, it's not easy being a werewolf. We werewolves have to keep very discreet about our infliction. It was in the late 1880s in England where one werewolf revealed itself to others and all hell broke loose. It was similar to the witch trials. They rounded up anyone they thought might be a werewolf and burned them alive. We all expect a response not dissimilar from that if we were found out even in this day and age, so we keep it hush-hush. A love life is a difficult thing to keep with the werewolf disease. I mean, how do you tell your significant other that you're a werewolf? Now, there have been werewolves in the past who have managed to keep a relationship, but it has been few and far between. You see, eventually the other party wants to know why you're slinking off during every full moon. After a while, it grows old for most potential companions. Long-distance relationships seem to do best for a werewolf. Time together is infrequent enough where working the full moon schedule is much more practical. Of course, long-distance relationships usually don't last. I'm in a relationship right now. Yeah, local girl. I made it to the eight-month mark. This is traditionally the time frame when they begin to have their suspicions aroused. I'm going through that right now. You see, we've been together long enough that she's starting to wonder why I have to have some nights away and why during said nights, I'm not responding to calls or texts. I tend to run the gambit on excuses pretty fast. This is typically the time when a girlfriend will assume I'm cheating. My current girlfriend hasn't come right out and accused me of betrayal, but I can see it in her eyes. She's wondering. She'll need answers soon, and when that need arises, I'll have to break it off. It's a pity. If I weren't a werewolf, I could really see myself with this one long term. Her name is Jessica. She's a girl next door type, very friendly, very fun. Last full moon, I told her I was going away for business. That was my mistake. I prefer to do my werewolfing at least two hours away from where I live. 
It's just good policy not to kill people close to the homestead. But something unusual happened the week leading up to the full moon. I got the flu. <laughs> it kicked my ass pretty bad. I had planned on leaving the morning of the full moon day, but I couldn't keep my eyes open. I figured it wouldn't hurt to sleep a couple more hours. I even set the alarm to make sure I wasn't out longer than that. But there was a power outage rendering my alarm clock useless. I woke up the next morning. I was still in my apartment, but in the kitchen rather than my bed. The front window of my apartment was smashed out. Police cars were lining my street. Cops were pounding on my front door. I had no idea what happened the previous night, but obviously I was in real trouble. I knew eventually such a day might come, so I was prepared for it. I snuck out onto the roof from a hatch I made in the ceiling. I then climbed down the fire escape to the back alley. I immediately called one of my werewolf pals. He told me to meet the group at our regular location. When I got there, they clued me in on what likely happened. With no alarm to wake me up, I slept until the moon was full and I transformed. It was around this time that Jessica just so happened to be driving by my apartment. I told her I was going to be out of town, so when she looked up and saw movement within my apartment, she got the idea that I had a girl up there. I know this because she called her friend and explained that she planned on going up to my apartment to confront me. Evidently, when she got to my apartment, the door was unlocked, and she quietly crept in, expecting to walk in and catch me in the arms of another woman. Instead, she walked in on me as a werewolf. I guess I got in between her and the front door because she chose to hurl herself out of the front window of my apartment. That's right, she jumped out of the damn window. It was a three-story fall. She must have been seriously hurt, but that was irrelevant. You see, being a crazed werewolf, I jumped out right behind her and started feeding on her in the middle of Main Street. Multiple people captured the whole thing on their cell phones. The lid may not be totally blown off of the whole werewolf thing per se, but it's a huge step in that direction. Ugh, what a mess. The other werewolves weren't thrilled about my negligence. As a matter of fact, they were pretty pissed off. The fact that it was my window that Jessica jumped from makes it impossible for me not to become involved in some way. The other werewolves decided the best way to handle the situation is to terminate me. It's the right decision. I would be on board with it if it were one of the other werewolves in this situation. No silver bullet needed. A regular old slug will do the trick just fine while I'm in my human state. If I were in my werewolf form, it would be another story. Still no silver bullet needed. That's the stuff of movies. But it would take a lot of shots to kill a werewolf. So, here I sit, watching my werewolf buddies decide which one of them is going to shoot me. They all like me, so nobody wants to do it. But eventually, one of them will man up and put a bullet in my brain. And just like that, my werewolf days will be over. Really, it's a blessing. Like I said before, it's not easy being a werewolf.
We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. If you like the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Feel free to leave a nice review, too, if you like. And don't be shy about letting other people know about the show. All of these things help us out a ton, and we appreciate it very much. If you like scary stories and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a whole slew of them, and most of them are just 99 cents. Go to maniacontheloose.com books. Again, this is a great way to support the show. That's maniacontheloose.com books. If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to maniacontheloose.com slash support. That's maniacontheloose.com slash support. (laughs) 